like it. Ha! 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 That was a weird laugh. That was a different laugh. <laughs> I can't do it. I, we were too in sync on that, though. <laughs> you should be scared. Are we recording? Yes. It's still red. <laughs> We've got thoughts and opinions. We're going to get into it this week on Dropping Sunday. Welcome to Dropping Sunday. I'm one of your hosts, Seth. And I am your other host, Andrea. If this is your first time around here, we're very excited to have you. Just a couple of notes. We're not here to get you saved. We're also not here to take you off, although either of those things could happen. Yes, this is a podcast by Christians for Christians, but you don't have to believe to belong. You can join the conversation at Dropping Sunday on all the things. Hey, Andrea. Yeah. How's your heart? Fabulous. Yeah? Why is your heart fabulous. so fabulous? You know, it has been... It, baseball has started. Um, oh, yes. High school baseball, I should be clear. Well, also, I mean, spring training. Spring training. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, and here's the thing. I like professional baseball just yeah. fine. I went to two Rangers games in one week last week. Wow. Uh, last year. Last week. No. Last year. Got it. <clears throat> but high school baseball, uh-huh. that's where it's at, man. So much fun. <laughs> okay. It is. It's so much fun. You're like real close to the action. Yeah. And it's just, it's more exciting. If you want to, you can just get down there and play. I mean, no. <laughs> no. But my, my oldest nephew is, uh, is I always playing. always knew she was a cougar. Wow. Okay. Hey. Now you're getting... <laughs> okay. I Slack love... on the play. Okay. <laughs> Penalty. Those are uh, not the right a, words. That's a different baseball. sports... T- yeah, sports, different sport. sports ball. Sports um, ball. I do appreciate the fact that I got a text message at just the right time <laughs> because I'm leaving it in. She's here. Everybody's heard her. The wild card wife is here, everybody. There she goes. Oh. Hey, babe. Yo. Uh, <laughs> hey, uh, hey, Jules, how's your heart today? I said, hey, my heart is. I said, you said, weird. Get out. That was weird. I don't like that. My, how's your heart? My heart is about to explode. Yeah. Yeah. And why, why is that? Well, I called my friend earlier and said my last goodbyes. Yeah. I, did, I, was, she, I was present for that. And she's like, why are you saying your last goodbyes? Because we found like a country buffet. Yeah. 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 It was in the. Uh, Seth wanted a buffet. Because he's Seth and he wanted a buffet. Okay. <laughs> I, I wanted yeah. a buffet because I saw a video for the training of Old Country old country Buffet. And I was like, oh my gosh, that food looks so good. And you said, oh my gosh, that food looks so good. And well, I was wanting said, country food anyway. And so we said, reason. let's try to find a buffet. I said, let's go to the Big Yellow Horse Fence. And you said, why would we go there? And then you found this place. If you, Listen, if you don't get it, hit, hit me up. I'll, Co- I'll say COVID Corral? The COVID <laughs> Yeah, that's that's going to be that. <laughs> yes. And so we went to this place. It's called Heaven's Gate, which is weird because it's real strange. Yeah, well, I mean because you're, you're going to meet You're going to be there. Yeah, because you're going to be there. After your time. You won't be able to get past the gate because you've just committed the sin of gluttony and yes. I am I, I you may or may not know, uh, I have celiac, so I cannot have the gluten. Well, today I had all the gluten, and uh, I don't feel good. <laughs> so if all of a sudden this is a podcast with just me and Jules, yeah. uh, and it could then... just be just you, because I feel like I'm about to literally explode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're in bad I shape. am very, we are in a very small room We're in right a very small room. <laughs> Very concerned well, about the, first, the next thirty minutes. It was minutes. so good. The, though. The, the first thing that happens is uh, is nauseous gas. So just be prepared. 
Uh, if yeah, it is just on me, Seth, let's let's make that clear. That's, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, what yeah. happens when he glutens. Yeah, it's, the, it's very true. Literally, it's worse than any kind of. Okay, let's just let's let's move on. Let's move on. I think we're okay. Let's move on. Let's move on. Our listeners get it. Yeah, I think think we understand. I think we understand. Okay, so um, here's the deal. Normally, this episode is Seth drops bombs and uh, Andrea tries to put wings on it. That's usually how that goes. That's why. That's why our logo is what it is. It's the bomb with the wings. this week, uh, Andrea came and said, um, Jules, you want to be on this one? I think it might be needed. And then, and so I don't know what's going on. I feel like y'all do. Yes. Do you both know uh, what's going on? She does to a certain extent. Okay. I gave her a very brief overview. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause we were talking about it. And so l- l- I need to give a disclaimer first. Okay. Okay. So I, um, I'm on Twitter and I follow a, <laughs> A bunch of bragger, <laughs> weird flex, bro. Um, I follow a bunch of people that I typically would not fo- enjoy following. Sure, I follow them for this podcast, so I get things I in my feed that um, are not things that I necessarily would want to know. Hey, I now have roll for sandwich show up on my feed. Listen, isn't that cool? No, it's a waste <laughs> of time. It takes forever to roll. It's TikTok. It's all a waste of time. Yeah, that's fair enough. <laughs> Anyway. Not my TikTok. Oh, no. my, my, my TikTok is pretty good. My algorithm is very educational. Yes. Mine is. <laughs> I'm learning all about AI and all the creepiness and all the things you can do in AI. And chat GPT and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. So moving on. I I saw I started seeing some tweets this week about a new book that's coming out. Okay. Uh, or maybe just came out. I'm not sure. I like the to read. Date is. And so here's my disclaimer. Okay. Okay. So we're going to talk about something that is, first of all, parents, this is not the episode for children. Ooh, okay. <laughs> we, Andrea's bringing the, I am. the spicy This is there. usually this Seth is gonna, has to do this, this disclaimer. This is going to be a little spicy. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, this is not the episode for children. All right. Um, and I really, I did, I questioned, really questioned, it's just water in there, I promise. <laughs> No, I'm saying it's, it's a cool looking cup. I'm sorry. No, I'm kidding. I was thought you were implying that. No, 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 no. I was, I was saying I like. Her. Um, I like her Yeti. That's all I'm oh, saying. Okay, your Yeti kind of matches your outfit. Your di- yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you did you do that on purpose? Mm-hmm. Are you the one that has three Yetis? Is that yeah? You were you were bragging about having yeah. three Yetis. Okay, I don't know if this that made the show. Them. I may have edited that. You may have taken that out. <laughs> um, okay, so this episode. So I really questioned whether or not I should. We should talk about this and okay. certainly whether we should do an entire episode on it. I thought Got maybe it. we'll just do like a very small portion. Sure. Um, but then I started thinking about our past episodes and we've never shied away from, you know, hitting some of the hard stuff. Yeah. We when we started the show, we said it was going to be Christian pop culture mm-hmm. And we were going to talk about things that were going on in the realm of Christianity, adjacent to Christianity. And this is something that is happening within the realm of Christianity and it is um, affecting and is, is being endorsed and being talked about by a lot of people. And so we're going to talk about it. I like it. Okay. So uh, just a little background. There is a pastor. His name is Josh Butler. He pastors in uh, Tempe, Arizona. Okay. And he's written several books, but he has a new one that either just came out or is coming out called uh, Beautiful Union. (laughs) Oh, okay. Uh Okay, I'm I'm into it. The Gospel Coalition released an article this week, um, I don't know, probably Wednesday or Thursday, about his book. 
and then started getting lots and lots of backlash. And I didn't see the article because they got the backlash before I could see the article. So now all I have is their statement okay. regarding the article that caused all the backlash. And this is the statement. I just want to read it. It says, we recognize that the adapted excerpt from Josh Butler's forthcoming book, Beautiful Union, lacked sufficient context to be helpful in this format. The excerpt was taken from the first chapter of Beautiful Union, and you can download and read the entire introduction in first chapter here. And that's it. That's, that is all they have to say on this now. Okay, so they backed off. They backed off. Yeah, yeah. They're like, nah, we only read first part of it, and that's all they gave us, so yes, we're sorry. Yes. Okay. And then I read a statement from, and I talked about this guy. He's one of my favorite Twitter. Uh, I'm sorry. Talked about this guy. He's one of my favorite Instagram followers, Rich Viotis. Yes, for He's sure. He's a pastor in New York. Um, and he had endorsed the book. Okay. Without reading the whole thing. Well, uh, you these are you, things you shouldn't do. You shouldn't do that. And he released a statement saying that he is uh, withdrawing his endorsement. Okay. Uh, he apologizes for, number one, not reading the whole thing and endorsing it anyway. Okay. Um, he apologizes that uh, his endorsement could be mistaken as supporting... What's in the book? Yes, what's in the book, which okay. is and an how women are seen in okay. this book. Yeah. Specifically. Yeah. So here's here's the thing. I don't know... And, and you're you're doing a really good job of setting the table, but there's no meat on the table. There's no meat yet. I thought you guys had had plenty. Um, at uh, that that's buffet. fair enough. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Well done. Loaf and chicken fried. Okay, that's steak. enough. That's enough. That's enough. That's enough. Okay. So <laughs> it was so good. It's so good. You'll never see us again. No, nope. <laughs> we live there now. You, you guys live at Heaven's oh Gate. <clears throat> I'm gonna gain like a thousand pounds. So beautiful union. Okay. Um, here is the. Uh, subtitle, How God's Vision for Sex Points Us to the Good, Unlocks the True, and Sort of Explains Everything. So he is taking uh, the union of sexual intercourse between okay. a husband and wife, and he is applying it to lots, almost everything Okay, in the world. Okay. <laughs> and specifically... Christianity. Some of his analogies and the way that he says things are not fantastic. They're not fantastic. Okay. So here is an excerpt from the book. And this is this is one specific quote that is catching a lot of heat. Got it. Um, he says, this is a picture of the gospel. Christ arrives in salvation to be not only with his church, but within his church. Oh, oh, gro oh, oh. Christ gives himself to his beloved with extravagant generosity, showering his love upon us and imparting his very presence within us. Okay. I'm not done. Oh, okay. Uh, Christ. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm Read, read it. Read, hold on, let me. I, I, nobody say anything. We need this clean. Go ahead. Christ penetrates his church with the generative seed of his word and the life-giving presence of his spirit, which takes root within her and grows to bring new life into the world. Okay, so I have a new ringtone and I'm really <laughs> excited about it. You are not allowed yeah, oh, <laughs> to do that. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Okay. Um, all I can think of is, uh, a well, not all I can think of, but uh, one thing that keeps coming to mind is a quote from Pitch Perfect when... Fat Amy goes, not a good enough reason to use the word penetrate. <laughs> it's also very true. 
Jules, uh, you're going to have to jump in here because I don't think that I'm allowed to talk right now. Why? Just why? <laughs> why? It's a fair question. Uh, fair question. Now, I am reminded of a friend of yours that one time oh, preached a sermon. Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Can you please tell that story? <laughs> the one where he said, yep, let's yep, get knocked yep. up by the Holy Ghost? Yeah, absolutely. Nope. <laughs> absolutely. absolutely not. It says that in Genesis absolutely 1 not. that the... The earth was void, and the spirit of the Lord hovered over the face of the wa- of the deep. And it says that uh, in the Hebrew, the picture for the word hovered is as a man hovers over his wife, and he says, "We need to get knocked up in the Holy Ghost tonight." Absolutely, uh, that's fun. I feel like I kind of wish that I had. Nope, I can't say that. <laughs> well, I'm leaving that in. That's too perfect to not leave in. I need to find a focal point in the room where I am not looking at either one of you. Yeah, look at Robin. Look at Robin Hood right over here. Oodle lolly, oodle lolly, what a day! What a day! Um, here's here's a cup. Here's a tweet yeah. that I saw. Um, it says, "I am once again begging." white evangelical men with pulpits and blogs to stop making everything so weird and creepy every living minute. Well, and that's... And also same. That's the idea, and I don't really know what the premise of the book is from all that, but... That. Are you trying to give credence and permission to think of everything in a sexual way? way in order to satisfy your own appetite and make what you feel internally okay or or are you just understanding that the world is already that so here here's part of the issue with um, i mean there are lots but part of the issue um that people are having um is one of the things that he talks about is that the and man we're just going to get real real he I'm going to look says, over that way, so I'm not looking at you. He says that the male orgasm is one of the most um, worshipful things. Um, and one of the tweets that I saw, because it, it was talking about reaching that pinnacle. And um, one of the tweets I saw is that you are making this something that a large portion of people on the earth cannot experience. Because first of all, you're talking about only men who have sex within the bonds of marriage. So that discounts all women. It discounts widowers, men who are celibate. It, it takes all of them from experiencing something that he is saying is a pinnacle of worship and sacrifice and self-giving. And in fact, he says, um, <laughs> he uses the phrase that a man having sex with his wife is the truest form of self-giving. <laughs> and uh, another tweet that I saw says, I told my wife that the deepest form of self-giving I can express is to have an orgasm. She did not agree and asked me to take out the trash. <laughs> no. Um, uh, wow. Yeah, no, this is... Um, <laughs> He he's excluding a lot of people. He he just he is I don't know what he's trying to accomplish. Okay, so here here's the thing. Okay. He is coming at it from his own unique perspective. I'm trying to play devil's advocate the best I can here, and I apologize in advance. He's coming I just read some more excerpts that 
I cannot read on this show. I cannot. C- should I read them? No. <laughs> should I read them? No. no. No one should read them. I shouldn't have. I need to burn my eyeballs <laughs> looking at this. Okay, so I can I can respin it though. If he's if he's approaching this from a perspective of a you know a married male and he wants to present it to married men and he's trying to use things that married men will like associate with i can understand using something as um as enjoyable as intercourse as a way to teach i can understand that but if the gospel is not true for everyone then it's not true for anyone mm. and so it needs to be laid out that way and i don't i haven't read the book so i don't know that it is necessarily laid out in that in that way but if it's not true for everyone it's not true for anyone and so um also like the most glorious worshipful thing that is you know the thing that brings me the most joy is not orgasm it's just it, it's not it's awesome. Don't get me wrong. It's pretty cool. Uh, I really enjoy it. Up top. Up top. Don't, don't you do that. <laughs> do not give him a high five. Absolutely not. It's pretty great, but it's not <laughs> the best thing, you know? Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, you, you don't have to raise your hand. It's a podcast. Well, I, know, I don't want to interrupt you. So um, here's my question. Is this just from the male perspective? Does it bring the female perspective into it? And here's the thing. Is it saying that sex is a form of worship? Sex is worship or sex is the most worshipful? It very much puts women in a very passive receiving role and that everything that's being done is happening to them. They are receiving. Uh, They are it, it. that from what I obviously I haven't read the book either. I've read excerpts. I've read a lot of tweets about it. Um, but that is so. Those are some of the um, the most loud uh, complaints about it. Is that he is he is putting women in a passive role, yeah, and making it about men and their experience. Mm-hmm. And it's sex. and it's honest. It's all, honestly if you're trying to make this you know about worship. It's pornographying the gospel. Or changing the gospel into something illicit. Ooh, mm-hmm. up top. Okay. Uh, I'm going to read this expert excerpt, and then I'll... I'll expert. <laughs> I'm going to read this expert. <laughs> give his expert opinion. Okay. <laughs> On that honeymoon in Cabo, <laughs> Sandria has gone full Velma. It's over... Her, her, her turtleneck is over her head. Okay. On that honeymoon in Cabo, the... Yikers. Okay, so here's what I've done. I have played music for all of that. And I'm just going to let you know, it is uber cringeworthy. Wait till after the show and you'll hear me read it. <laughs> it's so bad. So gross. Uh, yeah, <clears throat> I will say that that is making things very illicit. Yeah. Uh, to play a devil's advocate for a second, sure. I can say that, you know, it can... You know, the union of a husband and wife be considered worship. Absolutely, it can be. And I know that, you know, when we were going through our issues of infertility, when we were desperate and begging God for a baby, you know, that was very much a worshipful time. Please, God, give us a baby. Yeah, that's there is good in all of that. I think taking it to that level that you just read has completely warped. 
yeah that sense to fit someone's particular agenda really and weird. and and you lust is still a sin uh, even if you call it even if you try to call it worship it's still a sin yeah so who are you truly worshiping in your lust and by the way because like, that is a lustful excerpt that you just described a- absolutely I'm I'm going to even go so far to say that if your intentions aren't right, you can lust after your spouse and have it be a sin. Mm-hmm. Well, and and here's something that um, a, a lot of people and probably a lot of evangelical Christians don't necessarily think of, but married men can force themselves on their wife. Oh, yeah, yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, and that's, married, right? if there's sure. not consent there, yeah. that is still... Still rape. Still rape. Yeah. It is still forcing yourself and it it here's my and as a single person who has not experienced any of this i can i can tell you i know and believe that sex was created by god for his children to enjoy i it also has a purpose of procreation it has all of these things the entire gospel is not about sex you can't you can't take all of Christianity and try to make sex the thing that you use to explain Christianity. Cause no, that's not if, what it is. Even, if, even in like mom culture, the whole thing of being like a Proverbs 31 wife and being solely submissive to your husband. And if your husband wants it, you better give it up. Or if your husband has a desire for you, you better fulfill that desire every time, anytime, whenever he wants to, or he's going to go someplace else mm-hmm. is an abusive mm-hmm. way to think about your relationship Absolutely. with your husband. Yeah. Uh, okay, so let's let's just address a couple of things. Uh, there is uh, there is the passage that we referred to in Genesis one, where mm-hmm. it, there could be an illicit picture there. Um, there is the act of circumcision, which is obviously on the male sex organ. There's that. Um, there is the 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 imagery of Jesus as the bridegroom, mm-hmm. the church as the bride. I'm okay with him with with even the. I'm okay with the imagery of the bridegroom impregnates his church with something. Sure. I, I'm okay with that. Yeah. I don't necessarily know that I need the actual verbiage of the imagery. I don't right. I think that it's it's clear enough without actually yeah. talking about Jesus penetrating his church. <laughs> Gross. Um there's also an entire book in the Bible that's really, really sexy. Um the Song of Songs is Song of Solomon. It's it's real here's uh chapter two, verse sixteen. Can I can I just read this one? How fair and pleasant you are, O loved one, delectable maiden. You are stately as the palm tree and your breasts are like its clusters. I say I will climb that palm tree and lay hold of its branches. Oh, well, I mean, that's how you read it. Oh, may your breasts be like the clusters of a of a vine and the scent of your breath like apples and your kisses like the best wine that goes down smoothly gliding over lips and teeth. <laughs> I mean, it's in there. Oh, it's, it, so I mean, it, it's it has a lot of imagery mm-hmm. about a sexual relationship that's there. I mean, obviously, this guy is climbing up the tree with kisses and grabbing hold of boobs. I mean, that's literally what it says. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I mean, come on. Uh, so there is sexual innuendo in the Bible. Yes. Can I tell you what I love about the Bible, though? Mm-hmm. If my if my nine year old reads this, he won't understand a bit of it because yeah. it takes being old enough to understand it to understand it. Right. And so the Bible is vague enough to protect 
anybody who wants to read it. Mm-hmm. And also so deep that you can get as deep as you want to. Well, and again, I, I think that um, in a society that, that we're in, in 2023, where sexual perversion and sex itself has been perverted in a way that it's it's in everything it's infiltrated everything and i understand as a christian wanting to redeem that so actually josh butler wrote the article on the gospel gospel coalition that was taken down okay about his book um he gets to write his own article well not anymore okay um and the title of the article was uh sex won't save you but it points to the one who will says a husband a husband and wife's life of faithful love is designed to point to greater things but so is their sexual union uh, sex is an icon of salvation and i think no, no no it's just not i i think he's trying to redeem sex for the christian but he's not going about it in the right way and <laughs> it kind of reminds me of um Joshua Harris's book yeah yeah but I, like I, the opposite yeah. yeah, like Josh like, Harris was like, like, oh, everything is bad. Never do anything. And this guy is like, oh, sex is Jesus. And it, I mean, it's just not right. I mean, listen, we've talked about it that like I grew up in the age of uh, that, that learning about sex and AIDS in the same breath. Mm. Like I, that's uh, in the, in the 90s, that's just what it was. We learned about both of them in the same breath. In the church, I was told sex is dirty, nasty, gross, sinful, and wrong. So save it for the one you love. So, I mean, that causes some problems. And so I'm all, I'm all for trying to redeem that sex is okay. But, and I'm, and I'm all for sex positivity. I, I get it. I, I completely understand. But that's not the point of the gospel. Right. And every act of sex doesn't point to the gospel. And it's not a good parallel for salvation. It's also not a good parallel considering there's people who have like had very terrible, sinful, traumatic, traumatic experiences with sex. And I understand that he may be trying to redeem it by saying, no, it is a beautiful thing, but it's just not the thing. Right. And again, I, I point back to the fact that he is he is excluding a large portion of Christians yeah. and believers. And you're 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 making this thing a, a pinnacle of worship and a pinnacle of understanding salvation that some people never have experienced and may never experience. Yeah. And yeah. You, you can't do, because the gospel is forever, the gospel can be experienced and received and known by every person on earth. So, I mean, does, does he talk about female orgasm? Does he talk about it at all? Like in any of the excerpts, does anybody mention? Not that I've seen. You know, I mean. the It is, it is very, very much from a male yeah. Perspective. And, and I think we talked about it recently. You know, like I'm, I'm reading another book right now that's, you know, very uh, toxic masculinity. You're not a man if you don't do this, that, or the other. I understand that there's even an audience for that. And there's probably people who need it, but it's not the gospel. If the gospel yeah. isn't good for everybody, it's not good for anybody. Mm-hmm. So what you're speaking, it's not good for everybody. So it's not you're good for You're also dealing with something that is highly a point of not only contention, but addiction. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so you have to be very careful how you wrap and envelop a conversation like that yeah. to not enable or to um, justify an addiction like that. 
that can ruin people's lives as well. Yeah, you could easily make uh, lots of parallels about the fruit of the vine and about wine and alcohol being a religious experience, sure. right? Easily. But you're not going to say if you don't if you don't drink alcohol, you you're not experiencing close. Jesus. Yeah. Get out of here. Right. Yeah. Um, I did. Here's another quote that I that I or another tweet that I saw. It says, uh, "Remember when the Theobros lost their mind over Beth Moore's joke about grapes because they thought it was flirting with Jesus and totally irreverent? Yes. Uh, only for them to now spread an article that plainly insinuates Jesus having sex with the church versus us because that's better." Yeah. Okay. Question mark. All right. Well, that's terrible. Yeah. Hey, you it. know what? I kind of feel so sorry for this person because if that's what it takes for you to feel like you're close to God. That's pretty sad because I feel close to God when I help the poor. I feel close to God when I love on my children. I feel close to God when I, you know, sing and worship and go to church and talk to other people who, you know, do the same things. It's not about that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I would like to transition into any other topic now. Anything else? Um, well, how about how about we talk about? Um, By the way, that was a that was a great conversation. I'm so glad that we brought it up. <laughs> I really am. I mean, it's it, it, it's it was challenging. It was uh, difficult uh, to 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 go through because man, it's just a weird. Topic. It's a weird topic. It's also weird for the three of us sitting in this room to talk it about it. It is very strange. <laughs> so let's talk about um, let's talk about Southern Baptist Convention let's and do it. what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Well, because it's along Actually, the same. It's kind of close. It's not that <laughs> far off, guys. Um, yeah. So Southern Baptist Convention is disfellowshipping a bunch of churches because yeah. they have female pastors, including Saddleback. We talked about Saddleback yeah. when they ordained yeah. some female pastors not too long ago. Yeah. And now SBC is like, you know what? No, we're done with you. That's um, that's unfortunate. It really is. I mean, I agree with them. <laughs> but it's unfortunate that it's going that they're going through that. Yeah, y'all just go back and listen to uh, our our episode about women in the pulpit and with Doctor with, with Doctor Marty, Marty Williams how, how terrible Seth was. And at one point, Marty was like, "Are you serious? Do you really believe that?" He's like, "No." Yeah, it's uh, it was a it was a fun conversation. Uh, what do you think about uh, Jules? What do you think about the SBC just disfellowshipping? Uh, churches because they have women pastors. I don't know. Wake up and come into 2023. I don't. I mean, the gospel doesn't change. Gospel doesn't change because 2023. We're not here to be part of your liberal agenda. Because my Bible says, <laughs> if it ain't King James, it ain't Jesus. That's what King James. Oh man. Um. Well, hey, I sent you this video. Okay. Uh, the title of it is uh, a Christian women podcast if gender what's up women welcome to the hard women podcast i'm your host chadwina and today i got to talk about something that is alarming to me that is happening in our churches across america there are some masculinists that have invaded our churches and are now trying to get men to be ordained now i'm sorry we all know what second timothy says it says i do not permit a man to teach or to have authority over a woman He must be silent. Now listen, 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 listen. That doesn't make me a misandrist. No, I love and respect men, but they should not be church leaders. And that's according to the Apostle Pauline. Okay. So the whole point is saying that uh, if this were the case, that men would uh, care about cultural context real fast. Yeah, I think so. I, I recently, there's somebody who we, everybody in this room loves and knows 
um, who was a widower and their husband had a ministry. Yeah. And um, she was preaching and there's a thread of saying how she's out of the will of God. And I was just appalled by all of that. <laughs> um, just seeing how all of that went down and it, somebody actually quoted that reference in Timothy to her and the fallout that happened thereof was quite entertaining. Entertaining, yeah. Yes. Let's get into the B. Oh, no, not the bees! Not the bees! Ah! Eight-year-old going to bed asks for a glass of water and also how God is still good when terrible things happen in the world. Gosh, that sounds like our children. <laughs> it's like, by the way... I am delaying sleep. Yeah. Well, it's not that. It's like, hey, um, so can we talk about like what it means when it says he who knew no sin became sin that he might become the righteousness of Christ? What what is that? <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> like, what are you talking about? What do those words mean? We learned it in chapel and I'm just trying to understand it a little bit better. So what is substitutionary atonement? <laughs> Has, has one of your kids asked that before? I mean, at bedtime, dude, Jonathan is. Yes, Jonathan is our ex- existential child. Yeah. Uh, he also does fun stuff like in the car today. He goes, uh, huh, interesting. What's that, buddy? Well, I took the measurement app on my phone and I put it on my privates. I'm okay. He's just the funniest kid, man. I don't even. I was like, he's a boy. Oh he doesn't even like, know, what does even that mean? He doesn't even know what it. He does. He's just like, like I don't know what he. I don't even know what that means. He has no idea. He has no clue. So... But it's so funny. It's perfection in every single way. Oh my word! All right, that's the beat. <laughs> oh no, not the beat! Not the beat! Ah! All right, Andre, what's your not for me? So my not for me this week is uh, my my apartment complex. Oh yeah, <clears throat> because um, I filled out a survey mm-hmm. this week, and I was pretty honest about the cost of rent <laughs> and how much how irritating it is that uh, I have an oven that doesn't even have a digital clock on it, and yet I'm paying a crap ton of money in rent. You do know why ovens have clocks on it, right? <sighs> why? So you know what time to make my dinner. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Do we need to scroll this back another 30 minutes and have that conversation again? No, that's fine. We'll go worship later. Uh, ew. <laughs> I get to ooh on that one. Yeah, that's just ew. All right. And that's the whole reason. <laughs> um, anyway, so I filled out uh, a, a survey for my apartment complex, and I was I was real, real honest. And um, then they decided that, you know what? We're going to do for our residents. There are donuts in the clubhouse, guys. Come down and get you one. Hey, have you tried a bear claw? It gives you all the strength you need to fight bears. Okay, Jules, what's your not for me? So my for me is, I got a new job. Yeah, you did. I mean, technically, you're currently unemployed. Technically, I just, I'm, yes. <laughs> yes, I'm currently unemployed. Because you are between jobs. Yes. From Friday to Monday. Correct. Yes. So but you're, you, have you signed all the stuff for the new job? Yeah. Kind of. Sort of. You know when to be someplace. Yeah. <laughs> Which I was really worried about because I didn't get that till like three o'clock on Friday afternoon. But yeah. it's like, I'm showing up, brother. You tell me to or not. You're like, please don't change your mind. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, congratulations. I'm yeah. so excited for you. Yes. All right. Long overdue. Yeah. All right, Seth. What's your not for me? Okay, so my not for me is uh, I'm first of all you had a for me. I'm going to tell you my for me. Mm-hmm. My for me, me this week. Yes, baby. Yes, I cannot wait to. No, okay. sir. <laughs> no. Gets a okay. No, uh, sir. <laughs> bad, Seth. I'm sorry. No, no, bad, Seth. Absolutely not. No, <laughs> do not even. Oh, gosh. Okay. Bad, Seth. <laughs> so my for me is National Rental Car. Uh, this week, um, I was in uh, I was in Little Rock, Arkansas, and I um, I needed to fly home, but American Airlines said, nah, they said, no, you're not going to do that because we're canceling your flight. And that was on a Thursday. And I said, well, what, when can I go home? And they said, I don't know, maybe Saturday. And I was like, oh, that's a lot longer than I wanted to be here. So I called National Rental Car and I said, uh, hey, um, you know how I said I was going to drop off the car today in Little Rock at like 6 p.m.? So instead, I'm just going to drop it off in Dallas tomorrow. Is that okay? <laughs> and they're like, um, not really. And I was like, yeah, so that's what I'm going to do. Can you just tell me how much that's going to be? And they're like, uh, let me see real quick. It's going to be $74. I said, bet. Let's go. So <laughs> that's what happened. So that, that was my for me. My not for me this week is uh, these TikTok videos that do this where it's uh, someone telling a story over and like a, just an inane task, like somebody's doing a task. And the story starts like this. Am I the jerk for telling my mother-in-law she was never allowed to see her grandkids again? And then they start the story. And then I'm like, well, I got to know. You could be. You could also not be. What's going on? And then a minute and a half in, it goes to the next video. Oh, yeah. And you never find out what the end of the story is. And then so you have to go back and like go in and like listen to part two and then part three. And now that's in your algorithm right next to rolling for sandwich. So I don't appreciate TikTok tricking me into like watching multiple videos from the same people. That's well, not I would, for me. I, if I would have enough for me, it probably would be the same thing for yeah. TikTok because for me, it's showing how inadequate I am in, in, in my, my intellects. Okay. Um, just because it's like, oh, there's this new AI or there's this new way to do this piece of marketing or this is a new way that you can, you know, hack your computer to do X, Y, Z. And I'm like, well, why haven't I thought Our, of it yeah. that way? Yeah, dude. I, don't, I mean, so, TikTok's the worst. It's the absolute worst. That's a show. Thank, can we just say thank goodness? Uh-huh. I don't like it when you pick the topics. <laughs> <laughs> but listen, our thoughts and opinions don't have to be the final word, dear listener. We'd like to hear your thoughts and opinions about any of the things. No, we, honestly, no, we actually, don't. Actually, we don't. We don't. Just not, share. At least not today. Not today's. Um, I would say subscribe for next week. It'll be okay. Share this show with a friend. Uh, no, not this episode. The show the in show. general. Not this episode. Uh, for those of you who have just found us and started back at episode zero, I'm sorry. What are you like doing? I feel like you say this a lot. You Every episode that you're on, I probably say. <laughs> wow, thanks. Because uh, <laughs> I have to be the token mediator, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. When, you're, when you're on, you're being mediated. I'm the buffer. You can find us at Dropping Sunday on all the things. On all the things. That's it. That's it. Oh, and also subscribe uh, when you leave us a comment. We oh, give yeah, money. That. Yeah, all those things. Are you going to do anything? Are you going to well, do no, anything? I, 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 I said I all really the things. Say. Oh, no, I'm sorry. It's okay. I apologize. I was happy. For, you're just ready to get out of it. I'm I really. Understand. That's right. Because uh, we'll be back next week. Until then, this is Seth. This is Andrea. This is Julie. And this is Dropping Sunday.
All right, Padrishners, let me just explain real quick. You do not want to hear the excerpt. <laughs> Turn the show off Stop. now. Don't you don't have to do it. There's going to be a little little thing, little, and and then that's your cue to turn the show off no, and go to the next thing. Google. They can, yeah, you can Google it. You don't have to listen to me read it. Also, uh, it doesn't be get get to become any kind of like a new ringtone. Okay, bye. On on that honeymoon in Cabo, the groom goes into his bride. He is not only with his beloved, but within his beloved. He enters the sanctuary of his spouse where he pours out his deepest presence and bestows an offering, a gift, a sign of his pilgrimage that has the potential to grow within her into new life. Okay. Inversely, back in the wedding suite, the bride embraces her most intimate guest on the threshold of her dwelling place and welcomes him into the sanctuary of her very self. She gladly receives the warmth of his presence and accepts the sacrificial offering he bestows upon the altar within her most holy place. 